welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Sagan, it's a challenge from Trentin. Bennett Solo coming through the middle. Bennett on the left hand side. Hofstetter on the right. Ewan Caleb with the throw. He gets there. Sensational in Sisteron. And that was, of course, Caleb Ewan, the sprint and the last few meters called by. The great Matthew Kinnan. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Joining me today to dissect all this is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Bonjour to you. I tell you what, I am absolutely excited because, bang, stage three, we've nailed one. Aussies, we've got one for the Australians. There's only two in the race, but how good is that? And boy, oh boy, I tell you what, that tops his first three, I think. We, we will dissect everything about it uh, today. Uh, but first of all, you're right, two Aussies in the in the race. Mm. Uh, but first win, we had to wait several stages last year for Caleb we had, to win. We had to wait 11, 11 yeah, yeah it was an 11th so. stage. Um, what does this mean for Australian cycling and and for the man, Caleb Ewan, as well? Uh, well, we can celebrate, can't we? I hope some of you had maybe a little bit of champagne at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> last <laughs> night. But no, no, look, that's, that's why we stay up late for as you know of any nation when you're following your your countrymen or women around the world you want to see them win uh, that's why you cheer them on and so that was just brilliant and Absolutely. and we always knew this was an earmarked stage for Caleb but wow the fashion he did it it's better than his first three, I've got to say. The yeah. fashion that he did it, it was sensational. Absolutely. And then that call from uh, Matthew Kinnan as well, you yeah. know, uh, sensational in and, and, and what I love, <laughs> and I do love it genuinely, Robbie, he, he, he just threw in a couple of words at the end. I think Robbie felt like he was in that sprint on Caleb's wheel or, or piloting Caleb to the finish. It was uh, fantastic. In terms of the, 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 the sprint himself, you know, what, what can we say about that sprint? Well, oh, do, you, do you want to listen to Caleb first? Let, yeah, to... let's no, let's, let's is... listen to Caleb. Yeah, let's, let's listen let, to Caleb first. He knows how he did it. Absolutely. Let's listen to the man of the moment, Caleb Ewan. Yeah, the, the last few days haven't been great for us. Uh, obviously, the first day we we crashed and uh, lost two guys, so we're down to six already. But, yeah, you know, everyone stayed motivated. Uh, we we all knew that uh, if, if it all went right, then, then I can win the sprint. So, you know, everyone did their job today. And I think everyone gave 110% and made up for the two guys that we've missed. And, uh, yeah, it worked. Take us through that uh, final sprint. Pretty pretty tricky with uh, with head headwind as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys did a great job keeping me at the front. And then in the last K, I was a little bit too far forward. So I dropped back a bit into the wheels. And that gave me a bit of time to, you know, rest the legs just a little bit before the, the last hit out. And... Yeah, you know, in the end, it worked perfectly. I, I found my way through the wheels, which, yeah, coming from behind, it's uh, it's a bit of a risk. But, yeah, I found my way through the barrier, and, uh, yeah, I came with a lot of speed, and it, yeah, and it worked in the end. Three victories last year. Uh, what does this one mean for you? Um, yeah, you know, the the first ones were, were really special, but, you know, it's the Tour de France, you know, it's the biggest race in the world, and it's the one that, that every rider wants to win at, and... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to get a, another win and, and prove that last year wasn't just a, a fluke and that I, that I hope to, to come back in, in more years and keep winning. Yeah, especially because this year you don't have that many opportunities. 
yeah, you know, we knew today was going to be, or could possibly be quite hard. So uh, in the end, luckily, a little break went and, and it was quite controlled. And uh, yeah, we need to take every sprint opportunity we can because they're, they're quite rare this year. Hopefully win one more compared to last year. Oh, I hope so. But, you know, with the, the caliber of sprinter here, it's, you know, it's always going to be hard. But, you know, we, we have a few more opportunities and I think we'll take them when they come. There you go. Le King uh, Caleb is fantastic and he's, a, he's such a nice guy. Yes. And, you know, look, their backs were against the wall a bit, weren't they? They lost two of their main men, remember? Gilbert, Degen, Kolb. So to nail this one is absolutely uh, superb by Caleb. But he's just a nice guy as well. Yeah. You know, you see the interview, you see uh, you see how everything has been happening for him. Uh, we know he's been waiting so long to be here, but then he's here now. And then he's arrived, but he's staying here. He, it was overdue. He was meant to be at the tour, you know, a couple of years already. I think that's what I take away from it because he shows maturity already. Like he's already done three or four Tour de France's. This is only his second Tour de France. It's quite, quite amazing, and he's won four yeah. stages now. So what do you do after uh, you win a stage? Then you pop the champagne. You celebrate. And we said we were going to take you as close as we can during this podcast. Then you know what? We were with Caleb in the celebration. Let's have a look at this. The cheer in half Belgium, half English. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's listen. You know, let's listen. <laughs> This was uh, Caleb uh, Ewan popping the champagne. Uh, I thought that, I, I, I tell you what, I, I prefer it in Flemish. I thought it was going to be like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, I, no. would have, I would have been hiding under the table. So, But there's only but one Caleb Ewan. There is yeah. only one Caleb Ewan. <laughs> I know, it was great. Yeah. The, Belgi the Belgians love that sort of stuff. Uh, let's look at, uh, at the, uh, the sprint itself. Oh, so uh, first thing first, yep. people are loving it. You know, comments here, Caleb, not just... Z, uh, fast but is also zippy mm. we'll describe all this by the way leave us all, all your comments uh, uh, you want us to talk about or if you have any questions uh, feel free to fill in the box somewhere here down uh, down there uh, just to to uh, just see if we, we can chat and if we are uh, if you have any questions about uh, the uh, what's happened yesterday for Caleb um, let's look at the sprint for Caleb first of all I gotta say yeah we cannot show you the footage of the of the uh, of the actual sprint. We'd love to, but this show is actually going worldwide. We are worldwide. Mate. We are we are a global <laughs> show. Yeah, um, and we televise in countries all around the world: <laughs> North America, Europe, Asia, uh, Africa, and of course here in Australia. Exactly. So <laughs> since we are worldwide, but we only hold the rights for Australia here, we can't show you the footage of the race uh, because then we would be breaking our codes with ASO. With it's the geo blocked. Yeah, it's geo blocked uh, to uh, Australia, so we can't do this. Thankfully, we've got the coach Peloton with us. Yeah, we've some... brought in an, an analytical expert. Absolutely. Um, so big thank you to Belinda. To Belinda with yeah. this analysis of the sprint. Yeah. Okay. So. When we look at the sprint, take us through that screen. Well, let's let's go to the graphic, shall we? Yeah. It's there. The graphic is there. The graphic yeah, is on screen. So the graphic is on screen, is it? It's showing me the graphic on screen. Okay. So the graphic is let's on assume screen. The graphic let's is on screen. Is assume it is on screen. I hope it is. But this was sent in by Belinda. Fantastic. And as you can see from the screen, it's a squiggly little line. At one point, Caleb, I think, he realizes he's going to win. So he almost does a almost goes backwards on the actual uh, course. And then uh, 
He keeps zigzagging his way to the finish line. I hope you can see this squiggly uh, line because it was a really in-depth analysis from Belinda. In the end, though, he just did it so comfortably. And look, it was a headwind sprint, and that's why he got, I think, such a slingshot because he was sort of in the slipstream right up until about 50 metres before the line. Sam Bennett um, didn't even see him coming, really. And even that, that you know, along the side of Sagan, along the barriers, I mean, there was about an inch either side. Lucky Caleb's a small man. He was able yeah. to get through it. It looks like people are commenting on the actual uh, script, so it looks like people can see the script. Ah, good. Just ah, good, saying good, that good. in our control room, we can't see the script. That's yeah. why we are just yeah. questioning whether or not uh, it's available. So therefore, we've got different levels. There's a confidence level, <laughs> and then he became sensational in Cicerone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know you might be thinking that squiggly line is inaccurate because he does actually go backwards at one point, but it was true. That was the point when he went, hang on a minute, I'm going to win this so easily. I just better, you know, just go backwards just for a second. So well done, Belinda. Thank you very much for that uh, uh, analytical uh, expert uh, drawing there. Very good. <laughs> so overall, uh, we are, of course, you can see, very happy for Caleb. Yes. Um, take, I mean, take, take us through that actual, like, joke aside. Let, yeah. let's, let's go through that uh, through that sprint because I'm, I'm not a, a professional cyclist, obviously. You were a professional cyclist. You were a sprinter, actually. When you look at the sprint that Caleb did, he went from right to left to middle. He snuck through a hole. What goes through his mind when he has to make those decisions on the fly, full gas, 70 kilometers an hour, yep. probably in apnea uh, or, or close to it? What, how do you make those decisions as a sprinter? Well, the answer isn't really that complicated. Uh, it looks complicated, and what he did was complicated. But as a sprinter... 100% you are on instinct. You don't have time, obviously, to, to sort of think about this. Will I go left? Will I go right? It is absolute instinct. You have to focus on the road ahead. And he knows the wheels ahead of him. And he just would have seen little gaps open up here and there. But also, he's taking a risk because there's every chance that Sagan might have shut the door to him on the right and then he might have been stopped. But when your confidence is high, you just know the decisions to make and you know last year if that might have been a similar situation for Caleb he may have made the wrong decisions you know there was a couple of stages early on that he may have been able to win but he got boxed in as we said he didn't win until stage 11 so it's just instinct Christoph. it really is and and that's you know that's how he nailed it so comfortably in the end we titled this uh, this segment here the king Caleb uh is he really the dominating force in the sprint is he getting there like if there's a mass a, a bunch sprint. Yeah. Can we rely on Caleb pretty much every single time? Well, he's going to be in the hunt, isn't he? Look, he did it so convincingly last night that I think so. Sam Bennett to me is the next quickest. And, but Bennett was left in the wind uh, for about a hundred meters. And so Caleb just had a running shot at him. But even that, even the fact that he was in the slipstream, we all know the fact where he had to come from, he came from 10th wheel. I don't think I've seen that for a long time. Um, you know, 200 metres to go from 10th wheel to win the stage. So he looks like he's that much faster than anybody. And he, remember that he's lost two of his teammates. Yeah. He's lost Degen Kolb as well, which is adamant uh, and, uh, bringing yeah, in. Yeah, and just the other point, if we go back to three kilometres to go, um, Roger Kluger was actually, he was done. His job was done with about a kilometre and a half to go. He had one guy left with a bit over a kilometre to go. So he did the whole last kilometre on his own, Caleb. That was impressive. Yeah, that was yeah. really – I thought I thought they'd run out of men, 
too soon, to be honest. I thought, no, nah, he won't win this, but that was impressive. So in that sense, and then we'll move on in a sec, but in that sense, does Caleb uh, needs a reliable team around him or is it or can he now for the for the rest of the tour de france they, we we saw in the interview there's there's not going to be that many opportunities mm. can he bank on other teams to you know play on with other teams and and be part of other other trains yeah absolutely he can every sprint is different though we know that much so he needs to you know he needs his teammates up until the last one or two kilometers we know that we saw that and then if he has a good run to the line, he can literally feed off the other team. So, but his confidence is sky high at the moment. Um, you know, when, when your confidence is high, you just, you, you know, you know what to do. You make the right decisions. You don't panic. You keep your composure with a few hundred metres to go. And uh, so I think that's what we'll be seeing more of. Do you know what? Let's play it again. Yeah. <laughs> Sagan! It's a challenge from Trentin. Bennett Solo coming through the middle. Bennett on the left-hand side. Hofstetter on the right. Ewan! Caleb with the throw! He gets there. Sensational in Sisteron. Oh, this is so good. And Kino is so Great good. call by Maddie. Yeah, fantastic call by Maddie. And look, don't forget, there's a little snippet. There's about a two minute clip of Robbie McEwen giving uh, an analysis um, in the studio back in Sydney of the sprint. Now, there's no better man to give an analysis of it than Robbie himself, 12 stage win. So go to the CC website, check that out. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Only if you live in Australia, by the way. Yes. Uh, because that actually is geoblocked as yes, well. <laughs> yes. Well, we save it for you, good folk, just to catch exactly. Peloton in Australia. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Alain Philippe, it's still in yellow. It was a good day. It's a good day for him. It was a perfect day. He needed an uneventful day. That's what he got. And his team needed that as well. So, no, good day for him. You'd be okay. happy. Uh, We've got two happy people on the <laughs> on the um, couch here. Well, look, uh, I'm French and Australian. So, one stage win, one yellow jersey for me uh, yesterday. It's a pretty good change. Yeah, so you're – yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You're double dipping. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I, I, think, I think it's got to be one of those ones – uh, when you enter a country, just one passport, sir. Which passport is it, okay? No, I'm 100% both. <laughs> I'm not 50% each. I'm 100% both. Let's make it clear. I'm 100% okay, both. Okay, okay. Uh, but let's listen to Philippe. Yeah, today was uh, quiet. My team did a really great job to control all day. And uh, yes, at the end, we, we tried uh, to win the stage with uh, Sam. And uh, yeah, he finished second. I'm really happy to, to wear the yellow jersey. And uh, I'm ready to... To try again tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice, so nice. How good so is he? Nice. He is. I tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening. I was watching a, looking at a few of the comments on the Couch Peloton last night, and I think you, I can't remember, but you made a comment about the rock star yep. that Alaphilippe is, and a few people said, "Yeah, Baday is awesome." Um, you, know, Do you know what I was thinking? You know, and I was trying to figure this out in that tweet. Alain Philippe is a rock star. Bardet is a violinist. Yeah. So, and, and who's the other Frenchman? Pino. Pino. Yeah. Pino. Yeah. You got about him. You forgot Roblish. You don't, forgot Pino. It's been a big it's, it's three one days. Is one PM not the right? Uh, well, you? I might have had a couple of Pinos at the end of the day last night. But no, like, yeah. Alain Philippe is a rock star. Pino and uh, Pino is uh, Panache. Yeah. No. Like Pino and Bardet, they're the violinists. Yeah. The okay. Orchestra. Doesn't mean they're not awesome. They're just not. They haven't got that global reach, that nah. global ear at aura. And just to back on that in, that interview with Ala Philippe, the whole interview actually, the first two questions were in French, 
And then the interviewer said, oh, just one question in English. And Alaphilippe just switched like that. And I know we're used to seeing that from Europeans, but it's a French race. It's a Frenchman. Uh, but he was happy to just do an, uh, an answer in English. I mean, he just gets it. He totally gets it, doesn't he? He gets the global audience. It's not just about uh, sort of satisfying the French uh, fans. It's really good. And you and I, we both know that there are other writers that don't do that. No, that's right. Yeah, I say that because you, you're absolutely right. There are other writers that refuse to do it. Not that refuse. I mean, that's a harsh word. No, no, there's some that refuse. We're, we're like, expecting uh, them to speak three or it's four languages. It's an open podcast, I can say. There are writers that refuse. Damn. Uh, one is a French national champion. He's currently Ooh, wearing a, a jersey. He's snap, not at the tour. Snap. He's refusing. Oh, I, I think you're 80% French, 100% <laughs> Australian, actually. Anyway, moving on, uh, Alaphilippe, it's going to be a tough stage for him tonight. We'll talk about we'll, this in a, yeah. in a sec. Um, how long can he hold on to that jersey? That's the, that's the ultimate question. He reached 15 days in yellow uh, overall on his career. I think he reached the same level as uh, Tevne, uh, as Frenchmen wearing the yellow. Some of those are incredible. I think uh, Eno's wore it for 75 days. He's a bit or greedy, wasn't something he? Like you know? yeah. yeah, he was greedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 75 days in yellow or something in his career. But uh, uh, yeah, Alaphilippe is not there. He's on 15 days uh, so far. How many days can you have on this tour? Okay, well, I'll I'll answer your question with a statement, I guess, from a few of us before the tour started, and Matt Keenan was part of this. We said Alaphilippe won't have the tour that he had 12 months ago. Already, though, already Alaphilippe is shaping up to have a tour de France like the one he had 12 months ago. I didn't think it was possible either, especially after he crashed on stage one. But now Alaphilippe is showing... He's back. And I just saw a little snippet of an article this morning that said, talking about today's stage or tonight's stage, Alaphilippe is a confidence rider. And wow, if he hasn't got confidence right now, I tell you what, I am not eliminating him as a GC contender for this race. No way. I've made that mistake before the start. I'll reverse that right now. Well, last year you thought you could lose your house, actually. Remember, we well, to... I was prepared to. <laughs> by the way, this house needs a massive renovation, so I was prepared to put it up for auction. For people that are just new to this podcast, last year we had a bet, his house against my house. If uh, Alaphilippe could win the tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically. And, and you went a couple of days. Just yeah, I was getting well, nervous. I was, I was getting a little bit nervous. I thought I was going to have to tell the wife, oh, we've got a problem here. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break in this uh, podcast for now. Yes. And then we're going to come back uh, with the full analysis of what's going to come uh, on tonight on your screen uh, on SBS. But we just wanted to give a shout out to our good friends at the Detour podcast and, and a legend, John Trevorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. John Trevorrow, three times Sun Tour win, Australian road champion, rode the Giro d'Italia. A friend of our family, a friend of cycling. So it was good to have a nice little chat with him. Absolutely. So that's an interview just recorded a little bit earlier. Hey, Micah, I think it's one of your, uh, one of the legends of cycling we're going to talk to now. It is a legend. And he somehow dragged his way into our podcast, but we just have to let him through the door. Johnny Trevorrow, uh, let's bring him in. There you go. How's that for an intro? Just a legend. That's it. That's all that needs to be said, I think, John. Oh, Macca, you're a star. Thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> le- le- legend in my own lunchtime, as they say. Yeah. You don't need much, do you? That's it. Uh, no, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So talk to us about uh, your coverage this year of uh, the Tour de France, because it's, uh, it's hard for everyone, and it's been pretty special for you as well. 
with Dan Jones uh, for a little while doing a podcast uh, detour, and it all started from uh, a, a movie we made year in 2005 called The Detour to France, which uh, was a bit of a comedy and a bit of fun. And I've done a few tours with Dan, and and then he got involved with Green Edge and all of that. So we decided to do this podcast, and from that. We decided, okay, we can't get to the tour this year, so let's do it ourselves. So we've come up uh, with our Detour Live, which we do live streaming just before you guys start. SPS, we sort of lead into uh, your fantastic SPS coverage. And we've had two two goes at it now. It's been a lot of fun. John, what's it like for you? Because I think I did listen to a little bit of your pod the other day and Dan asked you the question, because you've done loads of Tour de France's. And I'll, I'll never forget the first, the detour movie. And uh, the accommodation, Christoph, was on top of Alpes <laughs> It was in a Kia Carnival. <laughs> so they had all these toys. So you, as, as bad as it is to sleep in a Kia Carnival on top of Alpes I'm sure you're missing it. Well, one goat. I'll never be forgiven for that one. But yes, look, of course, this is the first one I've missed since uh, 1998. Uh, and although I am enjoying sitting back on the couch, uh, not having to go through all the traffic uh, and race to the stage finish and see only through the last hour, I'm enjoying watching the whole race and listening to you guys uh, and your expert opinion and having a, a, a glass of Mitchelton while I'm doing that. Uh, I'm enjoying that part of it, but it's just not the same as being there. You miss out on that whole stuff. But you know, it's funny, as soon as I hear your coverage start and you hear that great Phil uh, Liggett voice talking about, you know, Cadell winning, the hair stand up in the back of the neck and it's almost like you're there. I mean, uh, we've been uh, seeing a crazy start and I guess you've been reflecting this in, a, in a, the podcast as well. Uh, you've been seeing so many races over the, over the years. Uh, what sets the Tour de France apart from different racing or races? Well, I, I was lucky enough to ride the Giro, uh, uh, like Macca, but uh, uh, I, I never got to ride the Tour de France. But it is, you know, it is the biggest in our sport. Every, every sport has to have a major event. Well, uh, it is bigger than the sport of cycling. Tour de France is the biggest annual sporting event in the world. And you can feel the difference. Like I've been a lot of Giros and I, and I love it. The crowds are fantastic, special people. But the minute you get to Tour de France, you can feel the extra energy. Every rider, every person in a team knows that this is what it's all about. Their sponsors, everyone has to deliver. This is the big stage for not just the cycling people, but for the whole world. And, and you can feel that permeate right through the whole event. Good to have you on, John. Leonard Cohen's Tower of Song, you know, you're in that uh, whatever window. But look, yeah, look, I've been watching you guys too. I mean, I've got to thank you. I just got some fantastic uh, Caleb Ewan quotes uh, after listening to you two that I whacked, just whacked into my Geelong Eddie story that I was writing. So uh, thanks, fellas. There you go. Our pleasure. That's why we are here, John. Our pleasure. Good to talk to you, John. And the more than you. Thanks, okay, John. Thank, thanks, fellas. The legend that is John Trevorrow. I got a I got a little yarn about that. John Trevorrow actually got me my first pro contract as a cyclist. I was going to ask actually, what yeah. was your relationship with John? Because John has been here forever. Yeah, he's a legend. I've known we're him. We're not meeting our worst when when we say he's been a legend. No, no, he absolutely is a legend, John. And he, I met him many many years ago when I was a just turned amateur, so just turned eighteen, and. Uh, he, John, he was a professional, obviously, in his own right. The team he rode the Giro d'Italia with is the team of Gianni Savio, Dico Giovanni or Salitalia. Over the years, it's changed names, different sponsors. 
And he had such a good relationship and he's kept that relationship going with Savio. Uh, he's fed Australians into that team. Not too many in the last few years, but I was I was one of those amongst others. And that was my first year contract. I didn't ride the Giro with that squad, but it got me a leg up into the professional ranks. So, uh, you know, John was, he he's got an absolute heart of gold and um, he just wants to help as many Aussie cyclists as possible. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it's nice to chat to him, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, you can check out the Detour podcast once you've checked ours up because we're not uh, yeah. uh, at the same time there. Uh, is about 6 or 6.30. Yeah, I think it leads into the stage. So, uh, so it's yeah, before the stage. Uh, as long as you keep watching us, there's no problem. You can we watch don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch us first. <laughs> well, you don't have choice. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, stage tonight uh, Ooh, we promised you yeah. to talk about the stage this tour de france we said it many times it's crazy because we are a bit of a mountain and then a sprint finish and then we're heading back into the mountains tonight uh, let's bring the map up what do you make of that stage tonight uh it is well there's a couple uh, first of all first of all where are we going let me uh, orsier merlet Orsier Merlet. That was, that's pretty good. Not bad, that's pretty not bad. good. Come Orsier on. Orsier Merlet. That's fine. I've <laughs> you worked. put me on I've... the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried to get me. You tried to get me. Next time. Uh, now, there's a couple of firsts for yeah. this tonight. For this stage tonight, there's a couple of firsts. They have raced up this before in the Tour de France, so that's not a first. But guess what? It was back in 1989, the Fignon Le Mans That was what that race was all about. It was an individual time trial. Uh, on that occasion, it was an individual time trial. Uh, it was almost hidden that stage. Stephen Rooks won the stage, but it was a massive duel between Le Monde and Fignon. And there's a there's two firsts though. One is we're in September, a stage in the mountains in the Tour de France in September. And the other first is never ever in the history of the Tour de France have we had a mountain stage so early on, a road mountain stage so early on in the Tour de France. Never in the 107-year history. This is this is why yep. this Tour de France is more unique than any other year. So hold on to your hats, folks. This yep. is going to be a really exciting one. Let's bring back the map just for a sec. So yep. we're going to where? Orsier Merlet. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> okay, I'm let's switched. I'm on. I'm on. Let's look at the map. So what have we got uh, for us? Yeah. So we've got 3,000 meters of climbing. So it's not five or 6,000 meters, but it is a small mountain stage. A few climbs, as you can see before. But the final climb, it is 10 kilometers approximately at 6%. But the last few kilometers actually goes up to about sort of averages more like 7 8%. I don't think it'll be ones and twos. If there's a solo victory, it'll be a tactical move that gets that solo win. It won't be, I think, someone riding away. But you're a little bit nervous. Tell me why. I am a little bit nervous because I am worried that a certain Julien Alaphilippe will lose his jersey tonight. Yeah. You and know what? Why? At first I thought, first I thought, no, you've got no reason to be nervous, but now I know your reason why. I am very nervous because there's a certain Adam Yates that is just a few seconds behind Alaphilippe and Adam Yates looked very good the other day. He's zippy. He looked He's, very zippy. And, and I reckon Adam Yates tonight can I really, really do something because uh, Mitchelton seems confident. Yeah. They've got, you know, they've got the form. Yates got the form. Um, I think the challenge for Alaphilippe tonight, which, by the way, is still in yellow and yeah. he's still here. In he's pocket, still got the scarf on. And he's still got the scarf on. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Alaphilippe will struggle maybe to keep the yellow jersey tonight. That's my worry. Okay. When you said that, I thought, okay, yeah, you've got a point and you're right. But then I've looked more closely at the actual graph. 
uh, the climb? I don't think so. I think Alaphilippe won't have a problem. Remember, he attacked yesterday on that climb uh, going up. Sure, it wasn't as long, but he actually blasted the rest of the peloton away. Maybe there were a couple of guys like Roglic who actually didn't try to go with him. They, they wanted to sort of ride conservatively so early on in the race. I think Alaphilippe will hold yellow. I think he'll be good. I think he won't have a problem. Uh, Yates, as dynamic as he is, you'll really have to pull something big out of the block because I think Yumbo Visma will actually set up scorching tempo up this climb. Is business starting today? Oh, yes. Is it starting? Oh, today? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a mountaintop finish. This is, this is, it's unprecedented. And stage four, you can't, you can't afford not to um, turn to business today. If you're a general classification rider and a general classification team, you have to be switched on today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, coverage starts at uh, 9.30 uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, 9.30 so on SBS. And we are towards the end of this, uh, yeah, this podcast. You know what? Let's listen again. Sagan! It's a challenge from Trenton. Bennett Solo coming through the middle. Bennett on the left-hand side. Hofstetter on the right. Ewan Caleb with the throw! He gets there. Sensational in Sisteron. I just love it. I that's, just love it. <laughs> let's just end it on that note. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. So, well done, Caleb. Well done, Caleb. See you, everyone, 9.30 tonight on SBS. And uh, remember that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast because we are also and still and very much an audio podcast. Uh, this is where we started and then we love it. Uh, so this stream will be in a podcast. Uh, find it out on sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. Until tomorrow, 1 p.m., same place, same time. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.